Internet. Built to Last is a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of black-owned small businesses that shape American culture. Hold on, let me put you on. Through these important conversations, host Elaine Welterar explores how the black business leaders of our past have inspired today's black-owned small businesses. Do me a favor. Check out the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Internets, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Before we get to this week's episode, man, first of all, peace and blessings to you and your families. That's first off, okay? Hope everyone's healthy, doing well. Hope y'all drinking some wine. You know I like the Malbec. Man, listen, a wine a day keeps the haters away, okay? Or actually, let me rephrase that. A, wine, a glass of wine a day keeps the fuckybergs away. So if you want to keep them away, drink some wine. Now, I'm only playing. Listen, if you don't drink wine, drink some water. A lot of people tell me, Pete, you got to drink water. I say, okay, listen, I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to survive, okay? A water H2O was always a blessing. But I really want to thank everybody who checked out last week's episode with Terrell Hicks. Okay, you know her. Jane Williams from Bronx Tale or Keisha from Belly or maybe Subway Stories. Let me tell you something. First of all, the girl hasn't aged at all. Second of all, she was an artist. A lot of people don't know that. What an incredible, she sings Amazing Grace in there. I mean, just a real, I'm proud to call her a friend, but more importantly, it's been great to see her journey. Now, the week before, we got Armanda Sante. Internets, you never know who's going to be on the Premium Pete Show. Could be an actor, entrepreneur, athlete. You, you just never know. And that's what I love about the show. So all my day ones have been rocking with me since the days of Combat Jack. God bless the dead. Peace and blessings to you and yours. If you're just listening today, welcome. Okay? It's never too late. But I want you to do something. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And while you're at it, open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Let me know where you're listening from. Last week, we had Russia, Jakarta. Yo, Jakarta is always on the check-in, and that's insane to me to say that. And in the States, you already know we're already moving and grooving in the States. But to be international, Australia on the check-in, Italy on the check-in, uh, 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 somebody checked in from uh, uh, Dubai uh, last week. Listen, internets. Make sure you at Premium Pete, at Premium Petro, and check in. Let me know where you're from. Let me know what you're listening to. Let me know what's good, okay? Now, I also let a lot of people know on my uh, Instagram the other day about Trader Joe's and the snacks that they have. Trader Joe's has some of the most amazing snacks. Let me know what snack you're fucking with, okay? Hit me on Instagram or hit me on Twitter. Listen, we got so many amazing behind-the-scene clips and full videos on YouTube. Go to Premium Petro on YouTube and subscribe. Now, you already know we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Spotify. Make sure you rate, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. But fuck with us on the YouTube. I've been really trying to put a lot of more things on there. So subscribe, rate, and tell a friend to tell a friend. More importantly, how dope is this that I get to do this on the show? Peach Premium Pasta Sauce. Yo, thank you for everybody who bought some, okay? You want some? Go to peachpremiumpastasauce.com. It's a 100-year-old family recipe. It's in, it's in you know, commemorative uh, uh, blessings and love and created from the matriarch of my family, the late great-grandma premium. Um, and uh, listen, we shipped all over the world. Like, and when I mean that, even internationally, that's insane to me again. So, internets, thank you so much. Now, this week, I am so excited that we have the one and only, the legendary Cynthia Thor. Uh, you hear me? You hear me? What am I, drinking this wine already? Uh, I don't know. Cynthia Th- Torres, okay? Now, for those of you who don't know, Cynthia was a freestyle singer. For those who do know, you already know what it is. Dream boy, dream girl, why'd you have to change on me? Or break up to make up? I mean, listen, okay? Freestyle music was a very big thing for me growing up. 
and I loved it. You know, you had Coro, TKA, you had uh, uh, Johnny O, you had uh, Little Susie. I mean, so many people. And freestyle music then came back, then it went away. It's like the genre. I don't know. I feel like it, 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 it's alive and it's dead. But um, I feel like it'll never die. And I'm so proud to have her on here. I mean, I always loved Cynthia. Actually, truth be told, my first girlfriend I had when I was like 13 bought me the vinyl for Dream Boy, Dream Girl. So to be able to sit down with her later on and go over the journey and what she's got going on, on now is so special. And actually, the second half, my friend from Growing Up Italian, Sabino, comes and joined me because you know how the Italians get with freestyle music. So we'll hear from him. Internets, listen, I don't need to say any more. Thank you for all the love and support. Um, listen, I present to you this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show with the one and only, Cynthia. Let's get to it. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up one time. Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Internets, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting down, oh, you know what? For the first time, and I'm a fan of freestyle music. And when I, you know, especially in hip hop, people think freestyle, I think about the, uh, you know, about the, uh, you know, spit some bars. I'm talking about the original freestyle music. This actually is the first freestyle artist that have done on the uh, Premium Pete show. It's been a long time coming. Shouts to George um, <laughs> for making this happen. But, um, you know, when we think about artists in freestyle and we think about Stevie B, mm. we think about Coro, we think about Johnny O. Johnny O. We think about <laughs> Cynthia. Um, I'm thankful and honored to have the one and only Cynthia on a Premium Pete show. And I appreciate being here. I'm honored. Oh, my God. Hey, you listen, have the first I love, freestyle artist. I, I know. It's crazy <laughs> to think about that. Um, I love, first of all, like I said, I've been a fan um, of freestyle just as a young kid. I, and, and, and I want whoever watches this or listens to this to expand further. But growing up, especially in Brooklyn, New York, when you think about the Latin community and the Italian community, those are the biggest supporters and lovers of freestyle music. Without a doubt. You know, I remember some of my most vinyl I bought was freestyle. I actually was telling you earlier, my first girlfriend brought me uh, the single that you did. I don't even know. What, what label was, was that Dream on? Was it the Dream Boy Dream Girl? Dream Boy Dream yeah, Girl. Yeah, Mac Records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was, a, it was like a birthday present. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is, you know, this is my song to you. This mm -hmm. is, well, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. This is what you did to people. This is our song. Mm. That's how people would think. <laughs> like, this is our song. Dream Boy Dream. That's us. Um, and that's so true, right? Because when I do weddings, I get booked to do these weddings and parties. And like, you have to sing that song, Dream Boy. We met, you know, I met my husband during that, I, that song when it was released. You know, you got to sing this song for us. So, yeah. Actually, let's, let's take that back. Break this down. How did... 
how did that song come together? And 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 you know, is it did you did you write your part or like how was that in freestyle music? How did that moment? If you could bring us back to that moment, yeah, sure. So that particular song was actually uh, written by another freestyle artist by the name of Charlie Rock. He actually managed uh, another freestyle artist by the name of Giggles Love Letters. Yeah. So he presented this song. Initially, the song was supposed to go to Giggles. Um, there was something wrong um, health wise so then it was presented to Micmac Records the label that both myself and Johnny O was signed to so um, they presented the song to Micmac Records they had an idea of taking the two top artists for Micmac Records which was myself and Johnny O and make the song a duet so what we was your response when you heard that? Like, is that something that you were like, okay, cool? I was always open to collaboration. I always wanted to work with different artists and and just be a part of just you know just different styles of music and not just you know what I wanted to portray for me. I wanted to work with other artists and just show different sides of me. Um, and I was open to the idea, and I thought it was a great idea. Um, do you, do you remember like reading or seeing the lyrics? And do you and 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 I know this is such a weird thought, but did you think it would be a, a, a hit? You know, um, initially when I first heard the song, I loved the hook. I love the dream, but you're my dream boy. You show me love in every, every way. way. It was, you know, it was so much cheesy, was you know. Intense. But the words meant everyone connected to the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know? that's why I said people. <laughs> People had took it like it was their own, mm. meaning as their own relationship. Exactly. Like, you're my dream girl. You know, oh, oh, you're my dream boy. You, uh, you know, I'm your dream girl, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I um, thought that everyone would connect to the song itself. Um, and I, did I think it was going to do good? Absolutely. Did I think it was going to be a huge hit as it was? No way. Well, we don't hear this. Mm -hmm. So do you know what it did? Is it platinum? Is it gold? Is it? Well, how do we, I, cause that's, <laughs> thing, that's the thing I hate about the freestyle you know, uh, it's not like hip hop. It's not like rock. It's like, like you know, and we'll get into this in a little bit. Mm. But it's like, you know, it's it, it comes, it goes. It's you know, it's like, you know, it got revived and then it died out. Right. And, and you, you know, obviously you live through it, so mm. you'll tell us. But but what do you know the numbers it did do? Well, I will say that that song was going to be top forty, and the reason why I say was going to be and it did go gold is just that it was never certified. Is because. Um, the last billboard reporting that I had was a 50 with a bullet. And when you have the bullet, the bullet is a guaranteed jump in the billboard charts, top 100 singles charts. So the craziest story is I had a show in New Jersey at Fox's and it was for um, Z100 because the song was already playing on Z100, crossover radio in New York City. But mind you, I was already established with KTU. Now, KTU played Change On Me, Endless Nights, Thief of Hearts, all my other previous songs before Dream Boy. So when they heard that we were going to do a show for Z100, um, they contacted the label and said, Johnny O and Cynthia are not to perform um, for, that, for the radio station Z100. So Z100 said, okay, well, if they're not going to perform, we're going to drop their song. Ultimately, that would happen. That's what exactly what happened. So we you, went from fifty no, with a bullet. Yeah, you well, have no saying in, in. Yeah, we did. We could have performed. Johnny and I could have performed. But then that was a decision where, okay, do we take the chance and stay 
Z100 and hope that the next song that we come out with, that they'll support us? Or do we stay with the radio station that's supported us since day one and has played every single song that we've released? True. So it was a collaborative decision. And we just said, we can't do the show at Fox's. And our song went from 50 with a bullet down to number 72. The music business stinks, man. And out the door. (laughs) The radio business, you know, those days, you know, I guess people took it personal, you know. um, Absolutely. You know, but it was a smash hit. I mean, do you remember, like, performing that song live in, like, at a concert or, like, what's the biggest Mm. venue do you remember uh, or or, or one of the most memorable moments performing that song? I can tell you right now, especially growing up in New York City, Madison Square Garden and Radio City Music Hall, which I never in a million years thought that I would perform at both of those establishments. Mm. Going, Growing up in New York City, going to see the circus, going to see the Rockettes, to be able to perform at those two establishments was a dream come true. It was so surreal. And to be on that stage and to perform and see the crowd, I still have video footage of it. Um, it's amazing. Amazing. And also have a song that people could sing along oh. to. Right, that's something that a lot of artists don't have. Sing along and overpower you. Yeah. Well, you can't even hear yourself yeah. singing. This yeah. Song. I mean, I mean, you don't just just yeah, exactly. Down, you know, like, and let people sing. Um, one thing I really admired about freestyle music was just like the purity of it. Right, mm. you felt the heart of it when you broke up or when you got together or when you shared a moment. Like you say, change on me. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a girl's version. I mean, you're telling me of like. Why'd you have to switch up on me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like when we just met, everything was all cool. Now you're not calling me back or right. now you're not doing this. And people can relate to it. And that becomes their song. Um, let's actually bring it all the way back. Mm-hmm. Cynthia, born and raised in where? I was born and raised in Spanish Harlem, okay, New York Spanish City, okay. 122nd Street, 2nd Avenue, Wagner Projects. Shouts to Ted Smooth. Yes, Ted. Uh, um, you know, when you think about where you grew up mm-hmm. to where you are today, I know this is such a weird uh, thought process, but did you ever think that you would be rocking? Like you said, it was a, you know, you rocked, you know, you traveled the world. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what about overseas? I'm sure. Never, never been international. Never? Never. Really? Mm -hmm. Freestyle didn't travel international like that? Well, you know what? No, they, they, they did. I think it was more of a, a fear on my end that I was so scared to travel internationally, internationally especially after 9-11. Yeah. I was just terrified. Um, but prior to that, I don't think I was ever offered it only because of the whole label situation that I was going through. So it was just very, just, you know, in the States. Now That's you it. were signed to, you said Mig- Micmac Records. Mig- now, are you still cool with them? Um, well, yeah. I mean, but you're not signed to them no, anymore. No. Now, <laughs> how how the reason I ask that for is because how you hear about all these bad deals uh-huh. in in hip hop and in in every industry. How I guess uh, you know how smart or gullible were you signing? How old were you? I mean, you were. Young. I was 17, going on 18. So let me ask you, like. What did you know about signing a contract? Absolutely like, did you have to get a nothing. lawyer? Did you just sign it? Did your family be like, ah, it looks good? I should like, have got a lawyer, but I didn't because I was excited. I was anxious. I was a girl from the projects that, you know, was being confronted with an opportunity to have a recording contract. And I looked at the contract and I signed and not realizing that I signed away a lot. 
you know, and, and I things that I figured out later on, especially when you're writing your music, because I wrote Change on Me, I co-wrote Change on Me, co-wrote Endless Nights, co-wrote Thief of Hearts, co-wrote Johnny O's Memories. And when you establish your own publishing, I didn't have that opportunity because I didn't own my songs. And that was that. You, you know, know, when you figured that out, that was later on in oh, life. Oh, I sure did. And, yeah, and, 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 and was there... Did you try to like, because I know sometimes, look, a contract's a contract. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with this most recent problem that Dave Chappelle is having. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was speaking about, I don't know if anybody has ever seen it, but he he just put out like a 16-minute video. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he hasn't made any money. He asked people to stop watching Chappelle's show. And he said that he hasn't got paid in so many. And they just went to Netflix. He never even knew. They didn't even have to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, okay, I signed the contract. But does that make that right? And I don't know if we're going to get to a place where this could happen. Most likely, I would say probably fully not. But scumbag shit is scumbag shit. Now, just because you signed it, what does that mean? Okay, well, you're like not meaning you, but people right, are trying right. to say, like, you signed it, you know? But the person who creates is not able to eat from it? Nah, fuck you. And I'm not trying to, you know, say that to any Mi'kmaq records or uh-huh. anybody involved in that that ever listened to this. God bless. Thanks for the opportunity. But there should be some fairness other than you signed the contract. Right. Um, because if, you know, I don't know, it's, 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 a, it's a very toughy, tough, tough yeah, subject because as a creative... It, 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 you know, I just feel like, uh, it's discouraging, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, um, if I can go back to that day and do it over, maybe I would, but then I say to myself that everything happens for a reason. You know, I'm still here 32 years later singing these songs that I released back in 1988. And that's, that's and still not selling out. that's not everybody's story and that's special. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when when I said that Italian and and Latin, you know, a lot of Latin community, a lot of Italian community are some of the biggest freestyle supporters. Am I missing something have, throughout your career? Have you seen other? No, no, it's not like saying that somebody else didn't like it, but what right. I mean is they had this no. ultimate passion <laughs> for it. You nailed it. I mean, you're right. They 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 did have the ultimate passion. I mean, every single just think about the tri-state area, just doing the shows here, Jersey, New York, Queens, Brooklyn, you. It was a Latin and Italian market, 100%. Love freestyle until today. It's still the same way. You know, KTU comes back. Well, first of all, let's go through this because it is crazy how freestyle has taken, like, um, when you think about it, and you tell me because you lived a career, but has taken a back seat sometimes. Yes. You know, and then KTU comes around. And through this major revitalization, you know, like where it revived mm-hmm. everything. Um, I remember it distinctively, like where they considered themselves the home of freestyle or whatever, KTU. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, it's back. Mm-hmm. You know, now I will say people don't buy sneakers from athletes that don't wear them on court. Um, it's hard for people to buy music that they don't hear on the radio. Now, times have changed um, digitally. Um, we have yet to figure that out. But how has that been being in the industry that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that has, you know, woke up, fell asleep, woke up, fell asleep, um, 
But I'm sure you still perform throughout these years. Yeah, I still do. But I think when you say, when you compare it to, like you said, woke up, fell asleep, I just think the genre of music, the freestyle wasn't really taken so seriously by radio. And I think a, a, a major part of it had to do with the labels. If you're not going to back up the artist's that you're releasing these songs for. And if you're not going to reinvest the money and, you know, I never had a video for any of my songs. Wow. How do you, how do you release a song, especially a dream boy, dream, dream boy, dream girl, girl should have definitely had a and not have video. a video. And you know, so how many times did I go to my label and be like, Hey, you know what? Can you, can, can you put some money in? Let's, let's do a video. Can we do some publishing? I mean, um, um, get a publicist and promote sure, it, you sure. know, do something like that. No, it was all about selling units, selling units, selling units. And we made our money from live performances. And unfortunately, when you don't have the labels backing up the artists and investing the money, um, radio stations are not going to take it as seriously. Yeah. And then, you know, it just falls off the wagon. And that's what happened. And it just, we lost it again. You know, being such a young artist and coming out of the projects and... Throughout the years, like I, I'm not counting your money, but I'm sure you made more money than you ever thought you were going to make at at a young 17 year old Cynthia. Mm -hmm. How did you manage that? Meaning, because even though the deal seemed a little crazy, and I don't know your deal, I'm not going over it. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure you made money to be able to live your life. Um, how'd you react from going from the projects to, to next thing you know? Maybe I always tell this about basketball players; they're uh -huh. playing college basketball. They're making no money. Then all of a sudden you get signed and now you're getting uh, 40000 a week put in your fucking bank account. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's, it's like, you know, well, maybe what was the first thing you bought? Oh, you know, wow. when, when, when you started to make some money? Oh, I mean, I, of course, you know, you go into these high-end stores and you start buying really nice clothes. And then it's like, you know, you're hanging out with your friends and it's dinner out every day. But the first thing I really purchased was um, my home. Mm -hmm. um, I purchased a home in New Jersey. I moved my parents out, uh, my mom out from Wagner. She moved Some in Some of them me. don't want to come. I, well, no, and it was tough. She didn't really want to leave. She's like, no, I want to stay. I'm like, mom, please. Um, but then we ended up ultimately moving to Florida and buying a house out there. And my mom still lives with me till today 86 years old I, you know, I take care God of bless. thank you and and I take care of my kids but I think it comes from your upbringing and how you're raised and my mom you know the value of money and what she instilled in me and my brothers and sisters um that you appreciate and you 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 know you value life and I didn't want to spend my money and I, I saved it here and there but you know yeah, I still did my thing and doing shows and making money. Yeah. Now, 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 would you say, mom? Now, did you grow up with what did mom doing when she was young? My mom, um, when she was a teacher, so she worked for the Board of Education of New York City. Yeah. Um, a thankless job, a great <laughs> yeah, job, but a great, thankless job. Yeah. Teachers, you know, come like I don't think people appreciated uh, uh, teachers right. until uh, Corona happened because mm -hmm. then it's like your kids home every day. It's like, look, I love you, but get the fuck yeah. out of here. You know, it's like <laughs> you're driving me nuts. Um, so true. You know, but but so and what about pops? Did you grow up with mom and pops? No, I just grew up with my mother. My dad passed away. I was probably about eleven. They were divorced. So did you, he did lived you get in to know him or? Um, I knew of him. I remember him coming home really late at night and kissing me on, on my cheek. And then the next morning I would have a rash. So I knew that my dad gave me a kiss on my cheek, but that's all I really remember. I remember when he was passing, he was in Puerto Rico. Um, I got a call 
saying that he was about to pass and I really wanted to go to Puerto Rico. My mom didn't let me, but I will never resent her for that because I didn't really know him. Um, I've always been with my mom and my siblings. You know, growing up with no, you know, not having a father around. And I don't think women, you know, men too, you know, but don't speak about this enough. But, mm -hmm. you know, how much did that affect you not growing up, you know, in your teenage years? Um, and just really, you know, not having, say, a father in your life. Did, did you ever realize how much that affected you? Or you I think I realized that more as I got older and I had my own children. Um, and I, you know, you start to say to yourself, like, wow, you know, you see other families and you see the way they share things with their family and, and the relationships that they have. And, and I never really had that. But I've always had that with my mom. But there's nothing like having that father figure sure. a male thing you know so i mean it was i think it really did um but i i couldn't change it you know, I now before yeah, yeah i mean it's tough i, it's I get tough. it i get it but before before um you know you become cynthia mm -hmm. and did you have a mindset of like yo i want to do this i want to do that i want to become this or were you one of those people and which is most of us where you're just like i don't know what the hell i want to do but I knew some... I didn't want to be a singer. Okay. I went to school. I went to college. Wait, I was so you a... didn't want to be a singer? No, I was a pre-med major in college. I wanted to be a pediatrician. Um, but I, I enjoyed singing because my mother used to take me to vocal classes when I was young and she wanted me to go into opera. I did not want to do opera, but I, I did do the training. Um, but that's how I came across meeting friends, um, Sapphire. Mm. And when she came out in the industry, I would go out with her to clubs and, you know, check out her performances. And I started to say, hey, you know, this is something that I can do. But no, I, I was a college student pre-med major, um, and that's what I was studying for. But where did your voice come from? Because keep in mind, and then when did you realize it? And sometimes I say to myself, sometimes you got to thank parents too. Mm -hmm. Because it's like even like baseball players, like, you know, it's like you had to have the father or the mother that was bringing them to believe mm -hmm. in them or piano. It's like, like parents sometimes play a big role. Maybe they would say like, you know, a lot of singers also come from church. Mm -hmm. You know, where did, how did you know you had a good voice? Because we're our own worst enemy. Yeah. You know, where you made, I, I know, I know successful radio people that don't like their own voice. I think I realized that I could sing was when I would hang out with Sapphire and also with Kay, TK, because he would meet up with us. It was me, Sapphire, and another girl named Doris, may she rest in peace, that we used to sing because we initially, we were like, hey, you know, Let's all, you know, let's do a three-girl group and just hang out. And then Kay would come and help us vocally and train us. But at that point is when I said to myself that I can see myself doing this. I, I enjoy the singing. But it hit me more when I would travel with Sapphire to her shows and mm. seeing the way the crowd reacted to her and how they responded to her. I mean, she's an amazing vocalist. I think we all have our own individual talent. I never thought that I was a good, good vocalist, but I had a distinct sound that people liked. You know, w w do you like drink tea as a young age? Like, how do you handle your vocals? <laughs> like, for somebody who doesn't have no respect for his vocals, mm -hmm. um, you know, just I don't sing. I like, have you paid attention to your, like, meaning do you drink tea? Do yeah, you, well, I, at a young age, I wasn't really a big tea person, but I always maintained cassette tapes because I used to do the vocal classes, so I would record my my training classes. Mm -hmm. So in my car, at home, I would play it and just rehearse 
and train my, my vocals. Um, and I did it on every week. I did it on a weekly basis. Um, but I know I, I wasn't really a big tea person. I, I drink a lot of water and I know they say vocally it shouldn't be cold water. Um, but I really can't drink tap, you know, warm water, but yeah. And even now you would say like, you know, like how do, like, do you feel like if someone, and I'm asking this out of curiosity uh-huh. because would you feel like someone who has a singing voice later on, uh, it just always stays with them? Or like, you know, does it feel like it ever goes away? Or It, it can. I think you really have to stay on top of it because it truly can. It's, it's, it's like a muscle. It's like when you're exercising, if you don't maintain it, if you don't exercise it, if you don't work it, you're going to lose it. Um, not to say that you cannot gain it back um, and... I mean, I don't sound the way I did when I released Change on Me at 18 years old, but you have to work on maintaining those vocals. I think I sound better now as I've gotten older, um, but it's all about working that muscle and working those vocal cords and, and you'll, you won't lose it. You may end up potentially, but you can get it back. Absolutely. It's been a hell of a journey, man. Change on me. <laughs> now you co-wrote, you're saying change I on me? I co-wrote change on me. Now, how does how does that come up? Like, how does that, like, you're writing, like, what's the process? Spontaneous. Of, yeah. That was a spontaneous. Were you going through something at that no. time that nope. made you? Nope. It wasn't a song about me. I remember when I worked at Bloomingdale's in New York and every- Just at Bloomingdale's. <laughs> I would take the train into the city and every time- I was getting into work. I had this melody in my head and all it was, was why did you have to change on me? That's all I had. And I kept saying it over my head repeatedly, repeatedly. So while I was at work, I started writing down lyrics. When I would get home, I was, you know, writing lyrics. And then I met a friend. We started to sit together and continue writing the song. And in about three days, the song was done. Now, when you showed that to the label, did they believe in it or did they? I actually sang it to them a cappella. And um, they said that they wanted to drop some beats behind it and let me hear it again. And within a week, they loved the song. They loved the metal. I mean, it's it's a great song. But the thing that I I, get another thing I hate about freestyle is who the hell produced it? Like who? Like like you never know who produced these songs. Mm -hmm. Like I remember that beat. Like why'd you have to change? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, (laughs) do you know who produced it? Yeah, it was the owner. It was the owner of Micmac Records. So it was Mickey Garcia and Elvin Molina. Elvin Molina was a beast in the studio. I mean, he he had. He was just pure talent in the studio. He created the beats. Um, Mickey did his thing, you know, melody-wise, but they were a good team. They were yeah, good. that's special when you have things like that. You mm-hmm. know, um, it, it's important. You know, over the over over your career, and it's been a long career, with 30-plus years, mm-hmm. you know, would what would you say, and it don't have to be the exact, like, meaning top, but what would you say is some of your most memorable moments? Oh, wow. Um, well, the first time hearing change on me on the radio. Yeah. Where were you? Do you remember? I was home. And I, it was on a hot or not. Mm. And um, it came in at 97% hot. Mm. So I went crazy. 97. <laughs> 97% hot. Um, my, the first DJ mix on a weekend, it was Scotty Blackwell being mixed in with TK Scars of Love. I'll never forget that. Um, performing at Studio 54. Amazing place. Never forget Classic, that. Classic, legendary, Very, iconic. The Palladium. The Palladium, another big one. Big clubs in New York City. Those were the most memorable, memorable moments for me. And of course, 1018, because that was the first place that my mom was able to go see me perform. So these are things that I'll never forget. Now, moms, was she the type of Spanish woman that was like, what are you doing? I don't get it. 
Or no. did she believe in like, oh, what she you're doing? Yeah, right? yeah, she believed in me 100%. True supporter. I mean, like I said, she used to take me to vocal classes. Um, you know, she supported me in anything that I did because she knew that I was always the one that was very determined. Mm. Um, and anything I said that I was going to do, I did. So. Were you able to do something for her, you know, monetary-wise throughout your career that, you know, or show her or take her some different places? Uh... I think I think the she doesn't travel. I okay. mean, for health reasons, she really doesn't travel. But I think the mere fact that she's been living with me for 24 years of my life and I've taken care of her, I don't let her pay for anything. And, you know, that's that's my girl. Hey, you turn, you turn, <laughs> that's you, my girl. <laughs> you, turn, you turn the tables around. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, you know, I forgot. I was speaking with someone the other day about that. But turning the tables around on your parents is a special thing. Because mm-hmm. one of the hardest things, I think, as being a parent is maintaining. A lot of people don't give the credit for maintaining, you know, Mm -hmm. um, maintaining a light bill, maintaining the cable, like, you know, that it don't get shut off. Like these kids don't have nothing to do with what the fuck, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just saying maintaining is, uh, you know, something to be thankful. Yeah. We should thank our parents, uh, for just maintaining a a roof over our head or the meals that you had. You know, you get, the problem is that with a lot of us, you just become like, yo, it's normal. Like, yo, where's my food? Yeah. You know? I saw how much she struggled. Trust me. As I said, she worked for the Board of Education. You know, her thing was being able to save enough money to take me on vacation to Disney every year. And she did for eight years straight in a row. She saved her pennies and was able to buy plane tickets and get tickets to attend, you know, to go into these amusement parks. And these are things that you don't forget. Like she, she, she bust her ass and she worked hard. And that's why I said I would never let her suffer, never put her in a home. She will always be with me That's until beautiful. the day she dies. Yeah, I think that uh, when you realize about parents and, uh, you know, getting older, it's like, you know, I always tell people, as you get older, so are your parents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to try to make sure, you know, you, you mm-hmm. visit. I mean, you're lucky, you know, that she's staying with you. Yeah. Um, but it's special, but it's special. It is. You know what? Let's take a quick break. We're sitting down here with the one and only, Okay. The first time I ever had a freestyle artist on the Premium Peach Show, so she broke the cherry, okay? Uh oh. <laughs> Cynthia, we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. What hood is this? Yo, what's up? This is Crime Faces. You're checking out the Premium Peach Show. He's moving sauce through all the burrows. And if you don't get with it, you're going to catch the bonsai. Internet, I want to recommend another podcast you're sure to love. It's built to last. It's a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of Black-owned small businesses that shape American culture. Hold on. The debut season focuses on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, host Elaine Welterall explains the story of a Black business trailblazer of the past that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. The podcast features small business owners like Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant Slutty Vegan. You know about that. And Anifa Muemba, a cutting edge designer, and so many other amazing small business owners. Plus, there's a special check-in with modern day renaissance woman Issa Rae. You know who that is. As Built to Last uncovers and celebrates past and present stories of black entrepreneurship in America, we hope to encourage all of our listeners to support these businesses and also the black-owned businesses in your community today. Check out the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Now let's get back to the show. Cheer. And we're back sitting here with the one and only Cynthia. And I also brought in my man Sabino from Growing Up Italian. Now okay. I told you the reason why is because when we think about freestyle music, 
And we think about the Latin community, think about the Italian community, of how powerful they, one, supported freestyle Mm -hmm. artists, two, of how much they really just, you know, embedded themselves in that culture. And, you know, you obviously were like, yo, throughout my years of touring, making music, that I have seen that, you know. Um, You're a younger Italian, but not Mm -hmm. too young. What what have you seen over the years? I definitely grew up with freestyle. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I remember, I didn't know it was really called freestyle. I was a senior in high school, and this girl was like, I love freestyle. I thought she was talking about freestyle rap. rap. Like you guys said, part <laughs> one. And then, like, you know, she put me on, like, no, it's this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what this is. I just thought of it as, like, dance music. I didn't really know it was called freestyle. But, you know, my mom played it in the house all the time. You know, in the deli, we have KTU on uh-huh. All the time, so I grew up on with freestyle. I feel so old right now. He's like my mom. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, when we spoke earlier, we spoke about the business being seventeen years old, uh-huh. giggles. You know, how many songs you spoke about the songs that were you know written or produced for other artists? Dream Boy and Dream Girl. You said that was originally for giggles, correct? Right, um, and giggles didn't take it, right. You know, when, when when you speak about Johnny O, what's Johnny O up to now? He's actually living in Florida, um, as I am. He's a born-again Christian, so I know he's doing a lot of uh, church uh, preaching, but he's also coming out with a gospel album as well, too. Yeah, shouts to Johnny O. Now, what about Stevie B? Do you still... Uh... Stevie B is actually living in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he just released an album, and he's working on some other production, working with other artists, new school artists as well. Now... As being an artist, who would you say out of freestyle was some of your favorite artists? Um, definitely my homegirl, Sapphire, mm-hmm. only because she she's a beast in the studio. Day one, um, she brought me on to the industry, so she's amazing. Uh, George Lamond, because he has amazing skills. He's amazing vocalist. Where, where is George Lamond? He is actually, he just moved to Florida. If I'm not mistaken, right? He just moved to Florida. Yo, all the freestyle artists. I know you got to come to Florida. Florida. <laughs> Yo, one, one one thing I you know I've always said this, but but um when you think about certain freestyle artists, well, I, I I hate how the genre came in, came out, came in, came out, and we spoke about this mm-hmm. throughout this episode. Um, now speaking about a kid who's younger, an Italian kid who you know has grown up Italian. Um, and all these people who, you know, I'm sure when they see this, they're like, "Oh, I love Cynthia," or "I did this." That's the thing I love about music, where no matter what it is that people like, I remember going to a prom, mm-hmm. listening to Cynthia music, or I remember doing this, and that happens with music moments in time. Same thing how it happens with sneakers, believe it or not. Right. People remember a certain type of sneaker uh, for a certain moment in their life. You know, when you think about like your career and you look back on it and you see somebody that is younger, the Italians, you know, like, you know, and, and, and the Latin community and these people support uh, freestyle music. Can you, and we spoke about it a little bit, can you still understand like how it keeps on going away? It's powerful. And I think, and it's good to hear that when you say, oh, I was just joking already. When you say, oh, my mom, you know, she listens to it. It's just, I think that's the best feeling, especially when you do these gigs, because you think about your parent was hanging out in the clubs, checking me out, perform, checking other freestyle artists out, perform. And now it's, you're the next generation. You're coming out and you're going out to the clubs and because you recognize the music, you know, you used to hear it at home and you connect with it immediately. So I think that's the best part of it. Um, And to still be able to do it 32 years later to take the stage to see the crowd sing the songs the memories that they share i mean it's it's been it's it's amazing 
People still love freestyle. It, like yeah. videos would freestyle yeah. go crazy. Like shout out to Brooklyn Cuzzo. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Big Tommy. Yep. My friends Alvo from Jersey, you know, they put out videos with freestyle music. Mm-hmm. And they go viral. Like, everybody still loves it. Yeah. Freestyle Fridays, they call it. You know? <laughs> you, you know, it's so crazy that we think about one of your biggest songs uh, with Johnny O, mm. um, Cynthia and Johnny O, Dream Boy, Dream Girl, yes. which I told you my first girlfriend gave me the vinyl. The vinyl. <laughs> it's crazy to think. And we spoke about this uh, before we went to the break, that there has never been a video no. for any... First of all, I'm starting to think of how many videos were for freestyle. I mean, I think a couple of artists did sign to majors. You had George Lamont who signed. You had Brenda K. Starr who was signed. Um, other artists did come out. Unfortunately, I was signed to a label that did not want to invest the money. You just recently did a music video, though, right? right? Exactly. Because I, I was like, let me see if there's a video. And that me. was the reason why I did that because I felt that my fans were cheated of not being able because everybody knows my music, but they didn't know what I looked like unless they saw me at a club performing. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be the one 32 years later to release videos for songs that were classics. So I paid for Change On Me, the video. I just did Endless Nights, the video. And now I'm going to do Thief of Hearts Hearts, and I'm going to take it back. And that's exactly what I'm doing. You you, you wrote, uh, -wrote, Mm co-wrote Thief of Hearts. Like, How did that like come out like and when how old were you when you did that uh thief of hearts was the third single off the first album so i think i was probably 19 going on 20 at that point um and i worked collaboratively uh collaboratively with another guy named gene and we just sat down and we just collectively just thought about love stories and thought about stories that our friends told us, you know, if they were in the midst of a breakup or they just met someone new so that's how we collectively just sat down and brainstormed and wrote these songs together. Um, Change on Me was a little different because that's the one that I had that hook yeah, in my head. Hook, yeah. And I it just came to me automatically. Endless Nights, Thief of Hearts, you know, that was where we actually sat down and thought about, you know, stories that other people told us about. So, but it was fun. It's now, a great experience. Thief, Thief of Hearts, you started with the first verse. Is your verse that you wrote, was that the first verse or the second verse? Like- Thief of Hearts, I think... We started with the verse. We didn't have a hook. We started with the verse, and that's how we we wrote the song. I think, if I remember correctly, we had the verse. Um, we had a, med- a melody. We took it to the, the the producer. They laid out music, and then we continued writing the song. Mm. But we didn't have the hook yet. Now, somebody like Coro, mm-hmm. uh, for people who like freestyle and people who are watching and listening, Somebody like Coro, um, are you still cool with somebody like Coro? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's one thing about freestyle. It's not a lot of beef in, in, in freestyle, man. They all, you know? they all perform together. Uh, yeah, nobody got shot. <laughs> no. No. No, in hip hop, yo, I've been in hip hop way too long. Yo, all you hear is, yo, what's up with what's that? Ah, fuck him. Like, uh. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy, man. Mm. Uh, um, but they but, do like a lot of performances together, too. Yeah. Like, I always see uh, like world resorts or like, yeah. Areas. And that's the good thing about it. We all get to, you know, share the same stage. And I, I think it's it's a sellout, you know, for the the promoters that are doing these shows. Mm-hmm. So we get to all we see each other all the time. It's one big happy family. You know, <laughs> when you think about Thief of Hearts, you think about um, um, Dream Boy, Dream Girl, Change on Me, and and you know you're playing on Z100. You know they're playing on KTU, and and you're literally touring all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, somebody like and the reason why I brought up Coro, somebody like Coro, I felt was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just was like, you know, it's funny because I remember Hot 97 used to play freestyle. Right. Which, now I feel old. You talk about you feel old. I remember the logo. <laughs> the 
the logo was um I, I remember I had a I had a sticker. The logo was, was uh, it like a stu- tur- turquoise and oh. it was like a bubble. It was hot ninety seven and it was pink and turquoise and they played freestyle. Look, I was wow. at Caesar's Bay um right on the side before the uh, water and they had a, uh, uh they used to have parties there and, and TKA performed there. Right. Um, 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 Judy, was Judy there? Did she Torres, perform? Um, maybe K7. Okay. Uh, TK, yeah. K7, TK, um, um, maybe was, Little Susie. Okay, okay. And actually, I, I, I know her father, Little mm-hmm. Susie, a uh, good Italian guy. Mm-hmm. You don't know my fucking daughter? She got a good song out. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> he know? just celebrated a birthday. Yeah, Shout yeah. out. Yeah, she, but she, that was a, a smash hit. Absolutely. Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, take me in your take arms. Take me, take me in your arms. Yeah, yeah. That was a... Mm. Listen. She was performing at Beatstock with us. We used to do Beatstock at the, was it the PNC, not the PNC, but there was a place here in Queens that we did Beatstock for Hot 97. And I'll never forget, she took the stage. She must have been like nine, 10, Mm. but she killed it. People love that song. (laughs) I mean, listen, Staten Island, you know, it's uh, it's Brooklyn with a cover charge, but it has, (laughs) it has... A tremendous amount of talent there. You know, I will let's actually give a little credit. Uh, you know, shouts to Wu Tang, shouts to King Tut, uh, shouts to Shaheem. Uh, let's, let's move over. It's all good. Um, shouts mm-hmm. to um, 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 uh, Christine Aguilera, shouts to oh, little wow. Susie, yep. um, shouts to Eamon. Um, um, yeah, yep, you know, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of talent out of Staten Island, man. Um, you know, it's just, you know, at one point in time, you know, Staten Island, I got a lot of love for. I lived there for a couple of years actually, but uh, you know, the dump thing confused me. I didn't understand the dump thing, but they got rid of it, so we got to give them a lot of credit. <laughs> and for people who don't know what I'm talking about, if you ever drove through Staten Island many years ago, it smelled like shit. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that too. But um, no, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you guys remember that, but there was a dump, a dump on yeah. Richmond Avenue. Yes. And they moved it. Now it's, it's in, in Jersey. Jersey. Now it's, I was going to say um, Jersey has So if you're on the beginning of the turnpike and you smell shit, yes. it's not you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, but, but yeah, you know, um, but when I think about, and when, when you, well, let's go back to Thief of Hearts for a second as, mm-hmm. we, as we wind this episode down. You, you, you write, you, co- you co-write Thief of Hearts, but how did, how did the, you know, melody come in your head to you know, get those lyrics out, like the writing process for a freestyle artist. Would you say it's just normal as anybody else? I think it is. I mean, it, I, it's really hard to even think about how it came back because it just it just happened. You just, you, you have something in your mind, you share an idea with someone else and then you just lay down the lyrics and you think about how it would flow. And you, it, can, it can be different versions of it, but it did. And I think what helped was the fact that we only had a portion of the song and we were able to... St- take that portion and sing that little melody to the producers and get the rest of it, which helped create the rest of the song. You know, where does freestyle music play besides digital streaming platforms? I'm sure. Do you still get AppScat checks? Yeah, I do. ASCAP, Sound Exchange. I never say that right, but I'm Italian-American, so I don't say anything right. Um, It's okay. ASCAP. Yeah. How was that the duck? (laughs) You know, one thing that's special, um, and um, Blaze, right? Yeah. Shouts to Blaze. Um, he was showing me something that he DJed a, a, a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole crowd was singing your song. Yeah. And I was telling you, that's special when you could go up there yeah. and just go like this. Mm. And have, you know, um, the crowd sing your song. You know, how special is that moment for you? That's the best feeling in the world. 
without a doubt. I mean, the the crowd just overpowers. You don't need to sing anything. You just hand the mic over and let them do the rest. And they love it. And you see the joy in their face and the memories. You can just, you can see it. And they're singing lyric, lyric after lyric. It's awesome. I, I It's the best feeling. You know, you said mom used to have um, freestyle on in the house, you know, um, it's 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 music that is timeless, but it's also music that's timeless with certain people. Because mm-hmm. obviously, a lot of people forgot about it. That's the reason why I say about. Um, uh, correct me with that ad. Ascap. 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 <laughs> I gotta say. Ascap. Ask clap. Ask clap. That's the reason I asked for it because freestyle music, like I said, like you know, we spoke about throughout this mm-hmm. whole episode. It's come, it's gone. It's come, it's go. It's never has stayed fully. I mean, KTU was like, hey. We brought back freestyle and then they left. Like it's right. like years later. Obviously, um, you know, there hasn't been a full home for it. Right. When you think about your mom, you know, playing freestyle around the house and even younger Italians, like the younger generation, do you believe that they know? I think freestyle? it's super easy to find it now yeah. with, you know, streaming, you know. Yeah. Like you could just look on Apple and find yeah. anything you want. So I think that's what helped freestyle. Make a comeback, so to speak. You, I mean, you, you're younger, but what would you say is some freestyle records that you remember? Stevie B, Spring Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like she said, that's take a me. Her, it uh, is. Her two uh, hits. Yeah. Smash hits, uh, Dream Boy, Dream Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, take Me Home. Yeah. Endless ones. I have a great freestyle playlist. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> wants it. <laughs> now, would you? What about anybody from? You know, look, you have a humongous Italian um, following. Would you say that people from no, Italy, Italian American, Italian American? What about uh, people from Italy? I mean, there are people from no, Italy. Would you? I never. I don't know if it really. You know, I don't know. It's two different worlds. They listen like they listen like rock and like. like and, and and American what, music they listen to is rock. And also, uh, they love um, like. Um, um, Electronic music, like yeah. they love, oh, they like love EDM big, type of, yeah, yeah, yeah they love, yeah, EDM. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're taking. I mean, now, Molly now, you know, they're on the same boat. They have streaming. They can listen to whatever we listen mm-hmm. to. You know, like the big rap artists. Listen, like get the app scap checks going for Italy. Okay, <laughs> push this to the fucking guineas. Let's go. Tell them stop listening to uh, 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 Thief of Hearts. <laughs> Let's uh, get change it. on me. And Dream Boy, Dream, dream Boy, Girl. Dream Let's Girl. go. You know, um, but listen, listen, as we uh, as we wind this episode down, sitting down here with Cynthia, my first freestyle guest ever, wow. which is crazy, uh, you know, uh, especially for somebody who uh, has been a big fan of freestyle music. I miss that purity in music. You know what I'm saying? Where people are speaking about stuff that, you know, relates to you. And I remember going mm-hmm. through breakups and listening to freestyle and really believing oh. and feeling the music. Um, and, and, you know, even when we think about people like Stevie B, dude's a rock star. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I've told him before, but dude is a rock star. The king just, of freestyle, Yeah, right? I mean, just a, <laughs> yeah. just a hairdo, just the clothes he used to wear. I don't know if you ever go back. You ever see the clothes that this dude used to wear? Oh, and, yeah. And, and, the hair, and the hairdo. Um, I think those, we all have old... pictures of the, the stuff we used to wear, and it was like, oof. Whoa. What's the biggest earrings you ever wore? No, I, I had my hoops. I had my bamboos. You know, I had the name across Cynthia. I had all that stuff. It was crazy. We, we teased, it was crazy. Like, we, we teased my mom and our my, our aunts all the time because they had like the big the hair, the spike. So my mom was like, the bigger your hair, the cooler you were. Well, Cynthia is probably the reason why Aquanet, you know, yeah. uh, was in business. My my sisters used to have. First of all, Aquanet. If anybody remembers, now you see this is what I don't like is when you start thinking about this, then you start feeling old. Like yeah, yeah, said. yeah. But Aquanet. 
Antoinette used to have the humongous can. can. <laughs> and, and what I, yeah, yes. and, what, and, and what I used and to like, do is I used to, I'm, me just being a Brooklyn kid, I used to take a lighter. <laughs> And just spray oh, the shit, and, you know, and have some fun, and have some fun with it. But actually, at one point in time, when I did have some uh, mousse in my hair and some mm-hmm. hairspray here, you and can there. spray a little the spike. Okay. I, do, I, I, I fell into the spike hair dude back in the day. Um, but yeah, listen, freestyle is uh, something that is near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm glad that you know um, we were able to bring in Sabino with growing up Italian. I feel yeah, like man. they have a great community with Italians that love freestyle. Um, you know, shout to the Latin community, shout to anybody who loves free- freestyle. freestyle. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been it's been you know when George hit me, I was like, yo, I would love to because to be honest with you, when you think about it, it's a story and it's something that's near and dear to my mm-hmm. heart. A girl from Spanish Harlem from the project that's able to like just really you know tour the world and 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 make music and 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 even though if there was a couple of bumps, yeah. you know, along the way, yeah. meaning with the you know the music industry in that world, you never gave up. And, and 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 that's special. And and look, your music. That's the one thing good about an artist that you can never forget. And even Static could understand this in terminology. And anybody who's ever been, you know, doing music, that it lives forever, even past you. Mm-hmm. So like when you're, you know, dead and gone, uh, people talk about leaving the world with something. Like you know, that music, whether you produced it, whether you played a violin on it, whether you sang it, that mm-hmm. will live forever. Somebody, Absolutely. some way, somewhere. Um, we'll be playing your music. Yeah. You know, Freestyle that, is always going to be that feel good mm-hmm. music. And I think we can all relate to it. And it's really just such a shame that it didn't catapult and really um, didn't go truly mainstream. And it's one thing I will always think about and always wonder for the rest of my life. But one thing I will always say is that I don't regret anything. And I've always been privileged and honored to still do what I do. 32 years later to have already shows lined up for next year, God willing with this whole COVID craziness, but to still do what I do and do what I love and to see the people in the crowd sing the songs and, and have a good time out there and share those memories. It's the best. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You're giving them a feel good moment and that's mm-hmm. special. Uh, make sure for, for those who don't know growing up a time, make sure you, you follow them, connect with them. I love the humor of, mm-hmm. of keeping the tradition of our culture alive <laughs> Um, you know, I, I suggest everybody to do that. You know, I think it's important, not just in Italian, just in anything. Albanian, uh, keep your culture alive however you can. You I gotta feel. bring back Freestyle Fridays. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we should. We should. We should bring back Freestyle Fridays. Maybe our first uh, one will be Cynthia. Uh, how was Giggles doing? You said that she was doing health reasons. Is she okay? Yeah, well, that was the original Giggles. There's a. What is it, a fake for you, Giggles? Uh, oh, no, I didn't say fake. Okay. No, I'm not saying you said that. <laughs> no. Oh, damn. No, no. But, but, I but should, oh, damn. What did I just start? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just I, kidding. I, I, hold on, hold on. I'll do you a favor. I'll do you a favor. No, it's okay. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I don't want. It's okay. Hold on. Um, now, you mentioned Giggles. Um, you were saying that for health reasons, she didn't take that song. But is she okay? How's she doing now? She's doing good. Um, I, I don't know if she's singing anymore, um, but I, I heard that she's doing well. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. Listen, shouts to Giggles. Now, what Absolutely. You, uh, now, now, on Instagram, you're a Cynthia. What's Dream Girl Cynthia. Dream Girl Cynthia. Yeah. Do, do you like Instagram? I like Instagram. I'm learning a little bit more about Instagram and TikTok, which is the new big thing. And, you know, I haven't done any videos, but I'm working on it. Trust me. It's, I'm, well, I'm working on it. All you got to do is either dance or sing on TikTok and you'll be good. <laughs> or so cook. I think one of them you'll be able to do good. You do anything. <laughs> I don't know about that. I've never seen your dancing skills. George, has she got dancing skills? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
He's like <laughs> So listen, internet, make sure you follow Cynthia Dream Girl Dream Cynthia Girl on Cynthia. Instagram um and just keep connected to her. If you're a freestyle friend, you know, show her love. Send her send her roses. I feel like we're living in a day and age now where people are willing to give roses now. I don't know why it's just happening now. Hmm. But uh I feel like maybe I'll COVID maybe COVID mm-hmm. helped that. Um, you know, you're definitely a part of my journey, so I definitely want to uh, thank you for you know, contributing to the music and making music like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've always been a dude that loved Hall & Oates to Freestyle to Billy Joel to Phil Collins to Mob Deep to, wow. you know, to Jay to Big to, you know, like I, diverse. I, I've always diverse myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Your shuffle's crazy. <laughs> it, it's, it is. But it that's is. good. But also, remember, I told you, if I listened to too much DMX when I was young, I found myself in Central Booking. <laughs> if I listened to Keith Sweat, I found myself at a girl's house. You know what I mean? So <laughs> if I listened to Freestyle, you know, I was down 86th Street in the back the of the car, like, you know, like, like here's the front seat. I'm in the back driving like, oh, you know what I mean? Like a fucking, <laughs> like a dumb cuisine, you know? Um, that was when I realized I had to be more cultural. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's good to be that. But anyway, listen, thanks for, for no. taking the time um, while you were here. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate that. I thank you for having me here and being the first freestyle artist yeah, yeah, on your platform. Yeah, you, this yeah, is amazing. Listen, I told you, you broke my cherry. No disrespect, <laughs> good. Um, and shouts to Sabino growing up Italian. Guys. Internet, make sure you, like I said, if you're a freestyle fan, uh, stream her music, send her a message. Um, and yeah, shout out you. We'll Thank you so much, you guys. Episode. Take care. Oh, yeah, that girl, Cynthia. Listen, one of my favorite freestyle artists, just one of my favorite artists. I mean, I just, I, I loved freestyle. Internet, if you loved freestyle, then I know you appreciate it. If you don't, check out, go Google like a freestyle mix, okay? It's official. You want to get your boogie on? You want to get your dance on? It's just feel good music. Come on, okay? Anyway, listen, you know I always tell you, you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show? Big brand, small brand, doesn't matter. Email me, thepremiumpetshow at gmail.com. Again, thepremiumpetshow at gmail.com. Email me. And now listen, you want to get advertised on another podcast? Oh, yeah, we do that. You want some questions or information about podcast? Listen, email me, thepremiumpetshow at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate, tell a friend to tell a friend. Peace and blessings to you and your families. I'll see you next episode. Cheers.